Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Shallow Impact. I am Caleb B and that coincidentally is where you can follow me on Twitter. This is Shallow Impact as previously mentioned. You can follow at Pod Impact and you can follow my co-host John D at Jorge Blanco. John, how are we doing, my man? I'm going to be honest, I'm a little heartbroken this week. I feel really, really bad for AC Romero and his lost mask. I hear you. Uh, I honestly feel more bad. I feel more bad for uh, Cousin Jake, to be honest with you. Well, listen, when you got the runs, you got the runs. Can't really do much about that. I suppose. I suppose. So, folks, you know the drill here. We are here to review the August 11th, very special day in my heart, August 11th. Uh, episode of Impact Wrestling. And uh, let's see, how did we start the show? Oh, wow, with some action. Willie Mack and Eric Young brawling in the uh, in the back, out to the ringside area, into the ring, where eventually Mack gets the advantage. EY starts to powder. Mack says, hey, we got a ref. We got everything we need. Let's have this match right now. EY, you know, you know, Acts like he's going to walk. Mac follows him. They brawl around for a few minutes on the outside. EY gets the advantage, and the match starts. So what did you think of – oh, by the way, eventually um, Willie Mac hits the stunner, and the story here is Mac could have won the match here, but he wanted to punish EY for what he did to Rich Swan last week. Uh, so he goes up to the top. Eventually EY comes too. After Mac, you know, argued with the ref for like a minute about using a chair. Anyway, eventually, EY uh, bumps uh, Mac off of the top of the ring, off the top rope. Hits a pile driver. Or was it just one or two pile drivers? Just one, I have written down. Just one, just one. Pile driver gets the win here. Um, I thought the match was fine. This was more about the story of... Mac was operating from a place of uh, passion and emotion, and that's ultimately what cost him here. Yeah, I like the little heel things that EY does too. Like he did the old school biting the forehead. Yeah, did, yeah. That... Uh, just the knee to the back of the head when Willie Mac was on the floor. He, raked the too. he just does a lot of like little heel things that really, really helps the character, I feel like. I like, I like Eric Young a lot right now. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like Eric Young is having a renaissance here for sure. And that pile um, just looks vicious. The way he yeah, it, it. That's one of the better pile drivers we've seen recently. John, are you eating something? I uh, took a sip of water. But... Uh, nice. Yeah, so then after the match, uh, Josh and Madison are on the call. And Josh goes, do you think EY will accept the open challenge? And Madison goes, no, he had a, f- a hard fought battle. <laughs> and everyone says, but he is a world class maniac. So that is uh, some solid arguing, Josh. There for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he's crazy though. So, well, like, won't he accept the fight? <laughs> Let's see. Where did we go after this? Oh boy, Wrestle House segment one. Oh well, before that, we have Gallows in the back looking for. Uh, Ace Austin and Fulton. Yes. And, and, he, runs, a, and, he, and he runs into Matt Stryker, who I had no clue was even working for Impact right now. Wait, wait, wait. Are you serious? It looked like it. There were two guys in the back. He grabs the one guy by the collar and holds him against the wall. 
ask him if he knows where uh, Ace and Fulton are. But then there's another guy standing right next to him that looks exactly like Matt Stryker. And it was gonna, very odd to me. I'm going to look into that for sure. Uh, is that... So, Wrestle House, I wrote down the um, some of the subtitles here for the the bumper. Oh, yeah, those are great. Taya being the community organizer? Yeah. Taya, community organizer, she says, hey, you know, we took a vote, all the votes were tabulated, and we're going to watch my greatest hits. I have a question about possible electoral fraud. Yeah. That, line. that was a nice Kylie Ray um, interruption there. She's so polite and you're so genuinely nice. And uh, just her having to broach <laughs> the subject of, of voter fraud. Amazing. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, by the way, that's uh, going to be a theme throughout the show is like they're building up uh Another installment of Taya versus Kylie, and I'm not complaining because they tend to work well together. And it's in a different setting this time. I mean, if it's in Russell House, yeah, yeah, that's a nice that's a nice way to add matches too to Emergence without having a write off. Okay, well, how did they get out of the house if it's just people in the house already doing mer- mm-hmm. uh, matches? So. Yeah, and I liked um, I liked because Taya says, "Hey, where's where's Jake?" And Cody Daner says, "Oh, he's got the runs." And Susie? And all Alicia says, uh, uh, she's also got the front. <laughs> uh. Oh, and their headers said, Cody has a secret. And then Alicia said, also has a secret, by the way. Like I said, Russell House just has so many little stupid fun things that I really enjoy. Alicia then immediately says she's going to go check on Susie. Jake then immediately, or yeah, Cody says he's immediately going to go check on Jake. And they disappear. Uh, then we have uh, Johnny Swinger being amazing as always. Talking yeah, to Crazy please. Steve. Mm-hmm. Of course. And... Lord, oh. Littlebrook says, Lord, Lord Littlebrook says you don't pay your share of the rent. Hey, Daddy, houses were down. We're a little short this month. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like Johnny Swinger just playing the role of the, the old wrestler who's just, just telling everyone who will listen, you know, tale, tales of yesteryear. Um, I did write down Johnny Bravo tried to give Taya a shoulder a shoulder massage, and <laughs> Taya made him put gloves on. Yeah, that's that was funny. Yeah. Rosemary looked over her look, just said, "Go to hell," basically. <laughs> well, her and so, so her and Steve look look at each other. I feel like at this point, mm-hmm. that was the whole thing. Yep. But hold on. Oh, Steve, um, Crazy Steve very sarcastically praised Johnny Swinger as a mentor. and That's exactly what I said to Bobison. I'm going to cry. You're going to make me cry. I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy's shouting out Giant Baba in 2020. Awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I like that Johnny Swinger is basically like the inside joke of just wrestling on a whole Yes. So Alicia comes to find Susie and Alicia says like, hey, don't worry, I covered for you. And quite well, might I add. Yeah. Really, uh, really good excuse there. Uh, so original and not like anything anybody else said. Yep, absolutely. And that'll be that'll be another theme throughout the show. Oh, we can. I don't know if you mentioned that uh, 
Rosemary sits next to Crazy Steve, or Crazy Steve goes to next to Rosemary, and they start talking, and she says something like, um, not like our bond ever decayed. And I thought right. that was a fun Good. little wink. Wink and a nudge to the yeah. few of us that watched Impact in 2017 yeah. and currently watch now. <laughs> yeah, apparently I've watched more Impact than I realized, because I was like, oh, I get all these references. <laughs> Oh, by the way, after they talked to after Alicia talked to Susie, we cut to cousin Jake and he's wearing a top hat, uh, a bedazzled top hat and he's wearing suspenders, but he's not wearing a shirt. If I look like cousin Jake, I wouldn't be wearing a shirt either. <laughs> he's definitely a body guy. <laughs> so that was the end of that first segment. Oh, by the way, we immediately cut to Rhino, you know, chilling, goes through a door, Reno scum confront him. Then start attacking him. They take his money, try to walk off. Rhino gets up, beats them up, takes his money back, tries to walk off. They get back up, beat him, take his money, and then they finally walk off. I'm fully prepared for Rhino and a mystery partner against Reno Scum for Night 2 of Emergence. And we know who the mystery partner has to be. Oh, yeah, I have uh, no clue who that could possibly be. Um (laughs) I just thought that, like, you heard me recap that beatdown segment, and that was just one of the weird, one of the oddest structured beatdown segments I've ever seen. Uh, you mean because Rhino immediately gets the money back and then has it taken away right away again? Yeah, that was weird. It was just, yeah, it was very strange. I mean, I'm not, you know, saying like, ooh, it's terrible, ruin the show, but like, just kind of odd. You know what I was saying? You know what's hard? It's I have such I'm in such a honeymoon phase with Impact right now that yeah. I just I know a lot of what they do is dumb and doesn't make sense. Yeah. But they're just trying to be different and they're trying to do things and I appreciate that so much. Yeah. I hope you stick around because I can't do this show solo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What did, what was next? Oh, uh, Kimberly versus Jordan Grace. Um I never knew Jordan Grace had the uh, Scott Steiner sirens at the beginning of her entrance. Yeah. I feel like that was yeah, lost on me in the past. That's nice. That, that's nice that Thick Mama Pump got those added. Um, relatively, not not a long match. They went through a commercial break. And one thing I wrote down is like Kimberly, who was working as the heel here, she actually had the advantage going into the break and coming out of the break, which is not your typical like structure of a match that's going to go through a commercial. Yeah. There's another little thing I liked in this too, and it was the way that Jordan Grace blocked the suplexes where she just drops down to a knee. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. there's such little things that people do in impacts and, and I guess in wrestling on a whole. Yeah. But I feel like little things like that where I'm like, okay, that looks different than just I'm gonna try to outpower you. Yeah. And I liked uh Kimberly's variation on the Boston Crab that when we came back from the break, where she was also on the ground, she was really kind of working the knee and it was a single leg, but it was like you could tell they were putting torque on the knee. Yeah, and they and the commentators were good with selling that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, halfway through the match, Madison abruptly leaves the booth for locker room talk. Um, oh, finish comes when Kimberly goes for a swanton. Jordan gets the knees up and then immediately puts Kimberly in a sleeper hold and gets the tap out. And that's the, the win. That wasn't that's the only thing I wasn't crazy about. I get yeah. that you know it was really just to set up the choke. Yeah. But it's a little weird that she's working the knees the whole match, and then she knees her in the back and can just immediately get her in the choke. Like, yeah, is bothering her a little bit more at that point. I know I'm probably nitpicking, yeah, but that's just the one minor complaint that I had with that. Yeah, I uh, 
I like to come with solutions and I agree. That's a, that's a good point. The only thing I would say is maybe just have her put the other knee up because Kimberly specifically worked one knee. So maybe you have her put the other one up. That would be better. Yeah. I guess that's one way of doing it. Yeah. Oh, we immediately go to locker room talk. This made me so happy. Yeah. I I was so worried last week about them having Swinger here with no explanation. Yeah. Swinger is off doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. He's wherever he might be in our house in the middle of our street. Uh, RVD and Katie Forbes. Did I say that right? Forbes. Oh, well, you missed the word from their sponsor first. They had a sponsor buying up, buying a 30 second spot. (laughs) Yeah. Heath Miller, pardon me. He bought a uh, 30 second spot. By the way, he's uh, putting out a hashtag, hashtag Heath for impact. If you want impact to sign Heath, use that hashtag. Um, Fireworks in the background. Yeah, Shot, shots of kids in a plastic swimming pool. He still mm-hmm. kids. He still needs this job. Yep, yep. Well, after he lost that one, he had to give away the above ground pool. So he, yeah, uh, yeah wants to get that back. Um, well, by the way, he uh, didn't structure his commercial very well because it did abruptly <laughs> end. And I could kind of tell that's where they were going. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Oh, cut to RVD and Katie Forbes, and it is Forbes, right? Yes. Okay. Because I keep wanting Forbes. Forbes. I keep no, it's, it's Forbes. Okay, good. Um, let's see here. Oh, they just kind of, I mean, what's her name? Katie. I keep, man, I'm blanking here. She came in, she did her, hey, hey, like she does every time she comes into a room. Um, they you know talk- she, she gives me very um, Anna Nicole Smith vibes, I feel like. Yes, my body. I was trying to figure out who she's doing, and I feel like that's who she is. Really, it's classic Anna Nicole Smith. Yes, for sure, for Pretty sure. Me. <laughs> oh, this uh, this went on for a little bit. They didn't really talk to Madison. They just told each other how much they loved each other, and then they started making out on the couch. And Madison left. Sammy Callahan magically appeared his way in because he's got magic hacker abilities now and he has had them for since the Ken Shamrock feud. Um <laughs> it's it's a little weird. I I could almost buy that he like had the pictures ready to go and could splice those in. But yeah, yeah the tele the teleporting's a little odd. Especially when you got Rosemary also doing the teleporting shit. Not the most but... egregious thing Sammy Callahan's done. This was before <laughs> Rebellion. He uh like appeared in Ken Shamrock's limo. So they've done, they've done some weird stuff. Uh, yeah. I'll send it to you. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh, also when, Sammy, when Sammy shows up, he goes, "We're back from break," and then he beats them both down before yes. the tables turned. Yeah, before the table, the turntables turn, and uh, RVD puts the beat down on Sammy Callahan again. By the time this comes to an in-ring match. Uh, Sammy's definitely going to win because RVD's gone over pretty strong so far. Yeah, two weeks in a row, right? Sammy's really come out on the uh, losing end. Rascal's vignette outside of Wrestle House, <laughs> House probably my favorite part of the show. Winston so Dez, Dez are talking. They're wondering, where, where's Trey at, man? Where's yeah. Trey? Trey comes up wearing the suicide mask. Wince says, Acey, what's up, baby? <laughs> nah, Acey loves to stuff around. Yeah, he left his. That was, that was a line from Troy that I loved. 
if mm-hmm. any of uh, your family members or my friends are listening and they don't watch Impact, the joke here is that AC Romero, he's a big guy. He's in a tag team called Triple XL, and Suicide is probably like 180 pounds. Yeah, so AC's, AC's got to go 400 plus easily. Yeah, yeah, he's a big dude. <laughs> so, so that's the joke here. Yeah. <laughs> And Trey apparently also thinks AC Romero is suicide because he says, yeah, AC left his stuff laying around. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, what what did they say? Was it? Lion face, lemon face? Dez is going to have a match with suicide later, right? Oh, yeah. And then they're doing lion face and lemon face. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, Moose shows up. Bumps into Wentz. Moose, Moose shows up. Moose says, why the hell are you wearing that? It is a free EC3 hoodie, by the way. But Wentz says, uh, man, I just love it. I love it. It says free Ek3. The hottest new band, free Ek3. Free Ek3. That's, that's a great band hoodie. Oh. But then he goes, nah, I'm just playing. EC3 left it where he laid Moose out, and he loves EC3. Yeah, Moose said, don't bring that up. Moose looks over to his, uh, to, actually in his, <laughs> right in his noon, right in front of him, <laughs> sees Trey, but he suspects that it's suicide because he is wearing the mask at the time. He says, hey, suicide, I've beaten you before, but you got an invitation <laughs> next week. Beat you twice, but the third time's a charm. <laughs> so Moose versus Trey, well, we'll talk about that later, but that's a c- confirmed for next week. The TNA. World Heavyweight Championship is on the line next week. Uh, that's Wrestling another thing I have, a, I have a minor complaint about. I'll just get to it now. Um, so yeah. the, the whole joke is that Moose thinks it's suicide. But then yeah. later on, they announced it as Moose versus Trey. Shouldn't it just be Moose versus suicide? And then if it's Trey under the mask or however you want to play it, I guess at that point. But that that was just a little thing that got to me. But I yeah, get you a lot of complaints. I... Uh... I feel like this was missing a back uh, background or a backstage segment with uh, Moose and Scott Demore, where Scott yeah. Demore gets to tell Moose that hey, that was Trey. Scott has, I was say Scott has a good line later though. Yeah, I apparently didn't write it down. Oh wait, no, yeah, 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 I, I remember it now for yeah. sure. We'll, we'll Second that comes. segment and um, Rosemary enchants Larry D. By the way, because you know. Steve mentioned earlier, like, hey, jealousy is a very potent poison. So she is going to use Larry D to make Johnny Bravo very jealous. of. Well, first, uh, has, she, first, she looks at the three different guys that she has as options. And yeah. it's Larry D, and she's like, no. Nah. And then she looks at AC Romero, and he's just passed out. And then it's Johnny Swinger just flexing. And she's just like, no, no, no. So she's so – she, so she sees Larry D again and says, okay, fine. <laughs> and then enchants him. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, uh, Susie. So this is time for the date. At some point, Susie says, that, oh, wait, wait, wait. Jake says, I like your dress. Susie says, I like your chest hair. <laughs> I wish mm-hmm. someone would compliment my chest hair. Uh, we could all dream. Could you repeat that? I said we could all dream. Absolutely. Yeah. Susie eventually says she has the runs again. Yeah, well, I was saying, Alicia tells her to make sure you tell me you have the runs just in case you need to escape. 
Yeah. They're watching. Uh, they're still watching the Taya matches down there. And uh, AC says, "Popcorn." He goes, "This movie isn't half bad." Yeah. Larry D turns down the popcorn because he's too enthralled with Rosemary. And uh, AC says, I know something's wrong. You never turn down food. John? And then Dreamer Dreamer shows up. I didn't think I'd get any TV time this week. Match time! (laughs) Tommy Dreamer. Oh, man. What a... Tyler has the line about, uh, why would you want to watch two burgers wrestle when you have filet mignon on the TV? <laughs> that is a good line for sure. Uh, Larry D actually wins off a slap. Oh, believe me, you missed the most important part. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, sorry, that's never mind. That's later on. That was the I forgot there was another Wrestle House match later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you're talking but, about later when uh, someone else is the ref. Cody was the yeah. ref here. Not much yeah. to report on him being the official. I do have another Swinger quote when uh, I think it's AC misses the splash and Johnny Swinger goes, no water in the pool. Yeah. Yes. yes, the old classic, no water in the pool. Um, <laughs> I just want Swinger to replace Josh Matthews and let Swinger call all the impact. <laughs> like, um, if you put, okay, honestly, if you wanted to put Josh Matthews and jo- uh, Johnny Swinger in the booth, I would be completely okay with it. Even if it's like Johnny Swinger working the gimmick again. Yeah. Oh, man. Deanna Peraza vignette. Not a lot to report here. Uh, Deanna says, hey, you're cleared. So in two weeks, how about we do a 30-minute Iron Man match? And later that would be acceptable. Boy. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this one, to be honest. I uh, I suspect they could do something very good. I will uh, keep an open mind. You know what it is? It, it'll probably be good because, like I said, their anniversary match was good. But in general, I don't like long wrestling matches. At least it's a 30-minute Iron Man as opposed to an hour, so that should help. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to have a 30-minute match, you need to be able to mix in the high spots and the weapons and all that. And I don't know how much of that we're really going to get from them. So I'm a yeah. little afraid it's going to be boring, but it could be really good. So I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah, my stance on Iron Man matches, I feel like they're more like they should be a feud ender. And like yeah. a feud ender on something that's been going for quite some time where like you've kind of like maybe 60-40 or 50-50 that so far to where like, okay, they beat each other so much. Now we want to see who the real, like who the superior athlete is here. So they're going to go for half an hour and an hour and uh, whoever's better will win. It will be proven for sure. Yeah, I, probably I probably not ideal to do that as the second match in a feud. See, yeah, really. <laughs> North is big, so I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Next up, we had a vignette for the North and the Motor City Machine Guns. Not a lot to report here. They put each other over. They put themselves over in the process. The Motor City Machine Guns even say, "Hey, you know why we came back? Because of the North." Which that's a really good way to put your opposition over. Yeah, that was a good one, and I like too when Ethan Page says that uh, the Motor City Machine Guns beat the North off eight years recovery, that they yeah. were gone for eight years basically preparing for that match while the North was here every week defending those titles. Yep, yep. Sure. Next up, we had the uh, Knockouts Tag Team, no DQ match, Tasha Steeles, Kiara Hogan, Nevea, and Jessica Havoc. So the heels come out first, they hide... And I, I, feel, 
I think yeah, I really don't know watching the show with these two teams who are supposed to be the faces and who are supposed to be the heels. Well, it's weird because traditionally they, here, they haven't explained anything really with these two. Here's the thing. Traditionally speaking, like in and booking everything considered, yes, Tasha Steeles and Kiera Hogan, they are the heels here. But they are also smaller, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, it just seems also they come out first and then hide on the side of the stage, which I guess is a heelish move. It is, but, but at the same time, like I feel like smart face almost. Then, like, okay, we're little, so we're gonna get the jump on the big ones. I was gonna say, I feel like it made the faces look kind of stupid because, like, they had to see that, you know. Yeah, the whole structure of it was a little weird. It wasn't a bad match though. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. At one point, Tasha Steeles hits the Van Daminator, which that was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, Havoc takes a table bump that kind of goes into the finish. Nevaeh tries to fight two on one, but not for long. Kiera wins off a suplex and pin combo. Maybe. Yeah. I think it was the Kiera cutter they called it. So yeah. it was, I feel like was it more like a crossroads from what I remember? It may have been. Um, I, I had a long day, so. <laughs> yeah, the match was just fine. I have so many notes on last night. It's insane. Yeah. The Good Brothers come up on Scott Demore. They ask him where Ace Austin is, and uh, they said, hey, we're going to the ring, and we're going to hold it until they come out. And what does Scott Demore say here that stuck out to you, man? He's walking back into the locker room, and he says on the headset, getting real Hall and Nash vibes off those two. That was a really good quote, yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, here lately, you put you put gallows in a hat, a shirt, jeans, and some some form of sneakers. He looks like a diesel cosplay, dude. Yeah, he really does. Or Kevin I think Nash. Any, yeah, as like, any tall white guy with tattoos, I feel like he's going to come off a bit nashish. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. So Moose is walking around in the back. All of a sudden, a prompter comes on. It's EC3 talking to him. Although I get the impression that in kayfabe, this was pre-recorded. And I guess I don't know how EC3 has that tech, but he is a Carter. Yeah, this one, I'd say this one was a little, it was like my least favorite EC3 thing so far. Because yeah. he didn't have any really great quotes here. And it was very weird that he just, yeah, was able to be projected onto the wall with no explanation. Yeah. But he did, you know, he did just give Moose like, hey, I'm coming for you. You've been warned. It's yeah. pretty simple. He reiterated it time and time again. So eventually that's going to happen. He did say it's not a threat. It's a declaration. So that was the one mm-hmm. line. Bad, I guess. Yeah. Next up, we had Suicide versus Dez. This match was not for long because the Good Brothers come out, take the ring. They attack Dez, Wince, and Suicide. They're not leaving. Okay. Actual question. Who is playing Suicide right now? Because I literally have written down in my notes, Suicide. And is it <laughs> pulling double duty? Because uh, well, who is Suicide? I don't. I truly don't know who's in the role right now. I think it might be TJP. I don't know. That would make the most sense since he's played it before. But yeah, yeah just it was very weird that I have no idea who's behind Suicide right now. I know, like, Caleb Connolly was doing it before he went to the NWA, and the NWA is not working now, so he could be doing it again, but yeah. I hadn't heard that. So, And it would make more sense, like that old, I feel like the old wrestling thing, the old indie show thing of, you know, have a guy work twice, once with a mask, once without. Yeah. 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 You got 10 wrestlers and the just as many matches somehow. <laughs> oh, man. 
flashback was Eddie against Eddie Edwards defending the TNA world title against Cody. Not much here. Eddie wins off the Boston knee party and uh, he beat the sitting TNT champion. So give him the belt, Cody. Oh, the only thing you missed on the segment before this was uh, when Ace and Fulton show up on the screen that they're states away and they announced that that match is going to happen on night one of emergence. That'll be next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to get to, but I zoomed right past it. But uh, yeah. Yeah, and they have said Anderson says uh, it wasn't Big LG's first time behind bars. Yep. And Ace, Ace says that he wish uh, he hopes they met they met some good brothers in there. So just funny, <laughs> just a couple little things in there. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Next up, segment of the night: Chris Bay, the X Division champion, and the podcast favorite wrestler Rohit Raju. Rohit seekers assemble. Absolutely. I wrote down again, Rohit creates his own work because he says, hey, you know, TJP is getting a title match against you, but how about you get some help? How about Rohit gets in this match? Then it's two-on-one, and you can win. Smart, smart here, and upstanding, by the way, offering help to a friend. Of course, he's uh, the best guy in the business. Very noble, very noble. And, I mean, if Chris Bay happened to go down and – Rohit took the pin. It got the pin. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say Rohit's just upstanding. I might even call Rohit the most professional wrestler. Actually, that's our next wrestler, Brian Myers. We got the vignette, and we actually get to see his unmasked face this time. That's a precursor for things to come, but we will get to that later. Next up, final... <laughs> Final match of the night, or final final Wrestle House segment of the night, as it were. We get Susie. Susie says, hey, your advice was bad. Alicia says, I don't give bad advice. Um, Susie, okay. And I said, first Susie goes, yes. Uh, first Susie's talking to Jake. And she goes, sorry, uh, I had the runs. And Jake goes, yeah, you mentioned that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he says, hey, like, I'm glad I got to meet the real you. And Susie basically gets triggered. And like we see, like flashes of Sue Young, and oof, scared Jake away for sure. Because doesn't Jake say, "Hey, I uh, I uh, got the runs." Yeah, he doesn't have the runs, and he's got to go. Yeah, I have a question, and this is not a joke because you know I don't like to joke about serious things, but you're in the unique position where you can answer this. Do you think they write the Susie character as being on the spectrum? Uh, it sure feels like it. Yeah, that's the vibe I get, like, most of the time. It's definitely something with Susie, yeah. It's either she's on the spectrum or just, yeah, I don't know. She's, like, clearly... A child. A child or very, like, yeah, I want to say dumb. Yeah. I want to say dumb because she's on the spectrum, but dumb. Like, just a dumb, lifeless character, kind of. I get you. So next up, we get match time. Match time. (laughs) We get Susie versus Alicia. And who was playing the ref? This would be Crazy Steve with his ref. Down the middle, or actually, I can't see the middle, so I'll call (laughs) it at an angle. And then Swinger yells at him from the outside. Get in the middle, just like I told you when they're running running (laughs) around with each other on the floor. Yeah, it's also worth noting that Crazy Steve is actually legally blind. That's insane. 
I forgot yeah. they mentioned. I forgot they did mention that when he comes back when he came back uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I also wrote down that Crazy Steve can't count because he just counts really like far out of order. Seven, nine, point, potato, grandma, four, six. Yeah, yeah. And then even, so, for, the, even for the winning roll up, he goes eight, seven, nine. And then he rings the bell. Yeah. Eventually, uh. Taya comes out and says, hey, let's go back in there. Kylie says, Kylie says something to get her goad. He says, uh, Kylie says that they're all tired. Yeah. Taya basically says, shut up, kid. And uh, Kylie says, hey, I've beaten you twice. So, like, why don't we, well, Susie, why don't we fight again? I think Susie says that. Susie goes, um, Kylie's beating you twice. And she's the number one contender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Taya goes, you can be the number one contender, but has you been the champion? Yeah. Tommy wants to yell match time, but he gets cut off by Rosemary. <laughs> yeah, Tommy Tommy creepily like creeps up from ringside just over the apron. That was funny. Like Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 19 style. <laughs> exactly. Um, gets cut off by Rosemary. So that match is going to happen next week, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh Next up, open challenge, main event. Eddie Edwards, the world champion, defending against, he hopes, Eric Young. Eric Young does not come up because, as Madison pointed out. Before that, we did get the rundown of uh, Emergence Night 1, but do you want to just do that at the end and we can preview what we think is going to happen? Yeah, we'll just do that at the end. All right. Um, He calls out Eric Young, but as Madison pointed out earlier, Eric had a hard-fought match. He's not coming out. Out comes Brian Myers instead. One thing I'd like to point out, it seems like in the kayfabe here that these matches are starting to get to Eddie. Like, and, getting more and more worn down. And they do talk about that on commentary, too. Yeah. Yeah, they make sure to point that out. But, like, I even noticed that. And, like, he's getting desperate and kind of reckless in these matches. At one point, he goes for a tope, but his knee hits the uh, barricade. And that kind of spells disaster for him throughout the rest of the match. Although he does come up, he does he does get the win with the Boston knee party again. And I think it's also some good foreshadowing for down the line, considering Eric Young's whole thing has been, you know, he took out Rich Swan's leg. So yeah. if Eddie Edwards now has a bad knee. It kind of just makes sense that that would, you know, put two and two together there. Yeah. That could be for that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, by the way, it is worth noting. Brian Myers did get a couple of false finishes here. So it was a bit, bit of back and forth. So Brian Myers, um, Oh, and again, they, I was like, just to cut you off, they did they did again mention the WWE, where they mentioned that Myers is a two time WWE tag champion with Cardona, yeah, and a former like to, tag champ with Trevor Lee. Yeah, yeah, they do like to mention the accolades of these guys when they come back in. I think it's smart. You know, I, I don't think it really hurts anyone. Some could say it makes you look a little bush league, but I would disagree. I think it's fine. I think TNA at the, like at one point that would have been true when TNA was really coming for that top spot when they had Hogan and them there. Yeah. But right now, like you're clearly behind WWE. You're clearly behind AEW. Yeah. At best, you're fighting to be the third biggest company in yeah. America, and even that might be a bit of a stretch still yeah. with ROH and New Japan trying to come here. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't think it's really a big deal. I think it's good to be like, hey, look, this guy is big time, especially if he's gonna lose. I think yeah. it was different in the in the old days where it was like, hey, look, here's this WWE guy, watch him win. If it's yeah. like, there's this accomplished WWE guy, now watch our guy beat him, and it's a better route to take. 
So that was the show, man. Uh, I liked Eddie winning. I figure, you know, with the Eric Young feud being established, that's going to be the case for a while now. Yeah. Although we can talk about next week, actually. So we've got six matches lined up. Yeah, this, is the, this is the most loaded TV card they've had in a while. At least yeah, since I've been watching again. Absolutely. What worries me, though, is they only have one match announced for two weeks from now, and that's the 30-minute Iron Man match between Jordan and Deanna. Well, they have two. They, they also mentioned that Eddie is going to, before the match, which kind of spoiled the match, but we all knew anyway, um, they did say Eddie's going to defend the title in two weeks also. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. You figure Eddie's not going to have a match next week, which is a little like, eh, with the gimmick, but I don't think taking one week off is really the end of the world, especially if you have a special event like that. Yeah, although I, I sure thought it said Eddie was doing the open challenge next week, but I could be wrong. No, I, I have it down as Eddie's going to do the open challenge the following week, which kind of makes more sense. Because right now I have five matches listed for next week, which I feel like, especially considering two of them are probably going to get a good amount of time, I think makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So we've got the Good Brothers against Madman Fulton and Ace Austin. Um, I suspect the Good Brothers are going to win here. I would be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, that feels like a no-brainer. I mean, unless you want to carry this over to Bound for Glory, but that seems like a while to stretch it. Yeah, exactly. We also have Taya versus Kylie Ray at Wrestle House. So that, um, I don't think, I think that'll go the way of most Wrestle House matches. I don't think it'll be too long. No, it'll probably be your longest Wrestle House match yet, though. So, what are but we it'll five, 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 six like, minutes from it? Yeah, yeah I was going to say six minutes, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's. I would say if I'm if I'm booking that, I think you have Rosemary cost tie in that match probably. Yes, or an accident. Yeah, one one or the other. Yeah. Um. Next up, we've got Moose defending against Trey, who he thought was suicide, for the TNA World Championship. Of course, Moose is going to win because they're already showing you the EC3 stuff. Mm-hmm. And Trey is going to bump like a madman. Uh, next, oh. up, next up the co-main event yes of course we got Chris Bay defending the X Division Championship against the lowly TJP and the greatest wrestler on the roster Rohit Raju okay if it's me or you know what maybe give your take first because I don't want to steal your idea if you're thinking the same thing that I'm thinking what would you do with this I wouldn't mind seeing Rohit win <laughs> But <laughs> okay, not I where I was gonna go. Yes, okay. We get the, uh, I suspect we get the case of like Rohit neutralizes either Rohit neutralizes TJP or TJP neutralizes Rohit, and then Chris Bay comes in, tosses the guy who has the advantage out, and steals the pin. See, I was thinking for this, what I would want to do is, and maybe it's too soon to do it, but as much as I love Rohit, I was thinking you just have TJP pin Rohit. So the whole idea kind of backfires on Bay, but Bay doesn't actually, you know, pick the pin. And yeah. then you can do TJP and Bay at Bound for Glory, or even if you wanted to do that before, and then you could do Bay and Rohit at Bound for Glory. Something if like you that. Do, if you do Rohit and Bay at Bound for Glory, that's probably got a main event over the world title. Of course, so. it, ha- it has to. It should actually be just held off till WrestleMania and do an interpersonal yeah. thing with it. Yeah, like, like when the ROH world title would, like, show up on Wrestle Kingdom, that sort of yeah, thing. There, there you go. It's going to be like, I think WrestleMania is going to be like a double main event. It's going to be like Cena versus Orton, and then after Cena versus Orton, we'll get Rohit and Bay. Absolutely. Send the crowd home happy. Uh, <laughs> next up, 
the North and the Motor City Machine Guns. This may as well be the main event of night one. I assume it it's ha- going to be. It's going to actually close. If we're being honest. Especially if, if Eddie, if you're right in the Eddie world title match isn't until the week after. Yeah. I suspect the Motor City Machine Guns win here. I honestly think they might get even longer than they got the first time. They probably, I mean, they probably should because this one has a little bit more build up to it. I don't know if this mm-hmm. one's going to be as hot as that one because that one was coming off Slam uh, Slammiversary, which so many people were interested in. I don't yeah. think many people are really following Impact right now, yeah. but I would like to see them get a little bit more time. Yeah, I think give them a, give them a solid. Well, I don't remember what they got last time. Give them like a solid fifteen to twenty and let them do what they do. Yeah. So that's been our show. Uh, We thank you for listening. God bless you. And we're going to send you out with a treat. All right. Bye.